F1 A most excellent welcome to the race preview episode, Father. Well, thank you, and I am very happy to be here joining you. That's right. I'm Andy Lewis. Sunny boy. This is Papa Tisas, a.k.a. Tim Lewis, a.k.a. Spicy Ketchup. We are here for another race preview episode, one we have all been looking forward to, I think, um, especially because we missed Emila. But we're here for the Monaco Grand Prix race preview, and we also have a little bit of news to give you as well. Lots, lots been yeah. happening in the world of F1, and we're here to give you yeah. our take on it. Are you chomping at the bit? I really am. I, w- I was re- uh, resisting the urge to just call you and talk about it yesterday because I wanted to save it for mm. save it for the pod. But have you heard some of the the news? Some of the some of the big news, like scuttlebutt. Yeah, well, once let's the one that I know that's official that I want to talk about first is um, Honda officially back as an engine supplier to Aston Martin 2026. So we'll have a full Aston Martin works team, Honda Aston Martin. What do you think about that, Pops? I think that Alonso probably caught wind of that. On his jump to Aston Martin, because that uh, Honda, like, I mean, iconic engine supplier, yeah, they always but seem to win. <laughs> are are you forgetting the very tumultuous relationship between Honda and Alonso? Because that's been a big talking point. Well, was it Alonso or was it the works, the Renault works? No, no, no. It was Honda. Oh, I mean, when he when he said this feels like a GP two engine at Suzuka. <laughs> oh, well, I don't you're think ver- I don't... you're so much more aver- well aver- well versed at remembering those things. Yeah, and that, and I've been just consuming mass quantities of of content revolving it Honda Honda information yeah well I mean there that was the big thing is will well a will Alonzo still be driving at Aston Martin in 2026 will Honda allow him to still be the driver and because you know when he was doing his brief stint over an IndyCar he had a chance to drive a Honda engine IndyCar in the five, Indy 500, and Honda blocked him from doing it based on that tumultuous early relationship. From a hmm. little bit of history lesson for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Well, back I didn't know in the 2010s when uh, Fernando Alonso was racing for McLaren at that time, McLaren Honda, a very iconic partnership that ended very poorly. Um, where McLaren thought it was the engine. The engine wasn't that great, but it was also that the McLaren wasn't that great either because when they <laughs> changed engines for Renault, it didn't. their situations didn't improve much. And we all know what ended up happening with Honda. They ended up moving in with uh, AlphaTauri at first or 
Toro Rosso at that point, I believe. And then eventually the full Red Bull. And then they've won two world cha- world champions. Well, one asterisk and then another uh, world title. And then out of nowhere, right as they were winning their first world title, Honda up and says, we're leaving F1. It no longer aligns with our our uh, our company's goals for emissions and the future of sustainability and automotive, and they pulled out. But there's been some reshuffling of CEOs at the Honda, and now they want back in. And it just, I mean, it it seems absolutely silly. I was listening to the race talk about this and. Um, Scott Mitchell mom, he's like the Honda guy uh, for the race. And he, he's, he's basically saying, I'm not buying their excuses for coming back in. And they really shot themselves in the foot because they could be, it could be Honda Red Bull right now. They could be preparing for an era of dominance, like the Mercedes era that we've just went through. And instead they're having to, they, let that IP go to form Red Bull power units, and then now they're letting uh, Ford come in and be the name partner on that whole deal, and we're going to have you know Ford Red Bull when it could have been Honda, and they're going to have to go to Aston Martin. And I just think it's, it's, it's a really silly thing, and that's a long way of me saying that I think it's really silly, but I'm also ecstatic that we're going to have Honda back in F1. Because yes. they've, they've played a role in, in iconic cars. Very iconic cars. One that we're currently witnessing yeah. right now. So and so, what do you think about that? Do you think that it's a good... What do you think? Lay it on me, Pops. Well, the, I think it's great to, to have them back. I don't know all the politics and all of that involved, but... I, just because of the history, it, it's legendary, and uh, you know that could segue into our some of our trivia about Monaco of who's the most poles and who's got the most wins, and and I think they who were, does have the most poles and who does have the most wins. Well, that would be Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna. Five poles but six wins, so that means the boy did some overtaking when they still yes, could overtake. Um, yeah, finishing. But up, I mean, the but, Honda thing. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, will they still have what it takes? Uh, I mean, they are. They uh, are entering behind already, and when they entered, when they came back the first time with McLaren. <laughs> They also entered behind, so that that is worrying. But I think they also have they've manufactured an engine in similar um, engine regulations. Like there's there's no the engines aren't for twenty six aren't getting more difficult to build than the engines we currently have because they're dropping the the MCUH component um, of the engine, which was I guess the very the one of the most complex parts of the engine. And a lot of engine manufacturers, I know Audi and Porsche, when Porsche was still um, trying to get into the sport, 
they were a lot of these engine manufacturers were were pushing to get that MGH system removed because it's so costly and there's not a huge road car. You're not going to put an MGUH system in a road car. Mercedes has said they will, but I, I don't think, I think it's <laughs> like, it's super complicated. Um, and I don't think it's a realistic. And so they, FIA dropped that, that to, to increase the level of, or the number of, of engine manufacturers. So, and it's, 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 done the trick if we're going to have honda mercedes ferrari um uh audi red bull power units i mean that's that's is is renault and renault is still doing their own in in in-house right i would say yes we we have to fact check that yeah, well, uh, in the form of the Alpine yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I mean, Alpine is a, a subsect of, of Renault. All right. So yeah, but to finish, some people may not have known that. Yeah. To finish up with the, with the, with the brief discussion of Honda and Alpha, Alpha I'm sorry, Aston Martin, um, we, we were, when in preparing, in preparation for this, I did come across a, a Mike Crack quote. That's right. Mike Mike Crack. Mike Crack. Who's the team principal for Aston Martin. Um, saying he sees no reason why Alonzo would not be racing for Aston Martin in 26. And... The new CEO of Honda has also officially said that if Fernando is still racing with the team when they when they officially merge, he sees no reason why that would need to change. So I think they've, I think they see what Fernando has done for the team and his popularity, and I think they've they see that forcing or muscling that guy out when he's probably not got that much longer um, seems right. kind of pointless. But they are trying to petition a bid for a driver change in another way. Do you know what I'm alluding to? I think I think a lot of us could 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 smell this one out. But you wanna you wanna drop the hammer down? I don't know what I'm dropping the hammer on. What what one driver on the grid currently do you think Honda would like to see drive for them if they're re-entering the sport? A one Yuki Sonoda. Uh, I was gonna. I was. Gonna, I was gonna say the Yuke. Uh, the Yuke. Yuke. Uh, yeah, so I there's been some rumors that they're really pushing to have Yuki Sonoda join the Aston Martin Honda team, which makes I mean makes all the sense in the world to have a yeah have the the one Japanese driver currently on the grid be driving for the one Japanese powered team. Um, yeah, so that could be cool. We could maybe I just don't think it can't be Lance and Yuki though. That's just not going to happen. And so, and I, I I just, I mean, we've talked about getting, getting stroll out of an F1 car for forever, but I just don't 
as long as, as Papa Stroll is. I mean, but I wonder if it came down to if somebody just looked Lawrence in the face and said, hey, do you want to win a world championship? Okay, take your son out of the car. <laughs> if, he would, <laughs> if he would actually do it, though. Like how much wow, is his nepotism, which is, which is more strong, the nepotism of wanting your son to do well or wanting to win a world title? Like, that's a tough question. Well, you know, sometimes you, you, you got to ultimately let your kid go off and do his thing. You know? Well, and I mean, it's not like he didn't get a, he's raced for over a hundred races. I yeah. Mean, he's, he's gotten to do a lot of F1 driving. And, and again, I know we talk shit about, about, um, Lance quite a bit, but he's not the worst driver that's ever been a paid drivership. No, that's true. And um, he definitely got there too. Like he he didn't just like because he you know I think I'm sure he came with some money when he was racing at Williams, but he still yeah. But a lot of drivers did. Yeah, Checo, Checo is a was a paid driver for a long time. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, doable. Yeah, and- it is inevitably part of the sport. Like when you were dealing with the sums of money that we're dealing with. Um, speaking of sums of money, cause we gotta, we gotta shift gears cause we, we still got a lot to get through. Um, yeah. the other big news is that uh, seemingly quite a sum of money that Ferrari is, is prepared to offer a one Lewis Hamilton to come and race for Ferrari. And I need to know, I gotta know what you think about that. You think there's any, does that hold any water in your head? I don't know. I mean, I don't know where Hamilton is in his headspace. I mean, it's like some days you almost think like he's ready to hang it up. And then some days he says, boy, I'd sure like to get number eight and, you know, be, be that guy, the guy. Um, but when you look at the, the seemingly incredibly organized team of Mercedes and then kind of this, I don't know, emotional shoot from the hip Ferrari uh, way of doing things. I I just, I think it's hard for me to predict. I would say unlikely. I, because he doesn't, he doesn't need money. No. And 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 the money the 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 sums which is forty million euros that are being thrown out are is that the money is the same. They're not. It's not like there's a significant monetary gain either way. But and and I'm I was I'm I'm liable to or I'm uh, I I want to agree with you. I feel like I feel like. I mean, you could the statistics, the numbers will say that both teams are on a downward trend. I think, I think a lot of it's going to hinge on on this upgrade that Mercedes has coming. If it's significant enough to put Lewis back up on podiums, I think he might stay. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you would have asked me, you know, even into like into last year. Because Ferrari looks so good, but with all the shakeups, like you said, at Ferrari, I mean, I just, 
I just I don't see it. I don't see Ferrari being a like if he, if he's chasing eight, then I don't. I think the likelihood of winning an eighth world title, I mean, just statistically, is going to come from Mercedes and not Ferrari. The last world title a Ferrari driver won. The last world championship Ferrari driver is Kimi Raikkonen. And That's it's in two thousand and seven. And the last world title winner for Mercedes is Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And they won he won seven in a row there. And but the 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 big but, right? And this is where you, you hit the nail on the head when you said, I don't know what Lewis's headspace is. Let's paint some pictures that, that your boy, who's that, uh, the guy you always talk about? That, um, you watch his YouTube videos? You mean uh, Peter Windsor? Peter Windsor. I saw a Peter yeah. Windsor clip talking about this. Yeah. That, to try and put you in the headspace of Lewis. You're Lewis Hamilton. You back Valtteri Botas. You say, I like having Botas as my teammate. Please keep Botas. And they say, thanks for your opinion, Lewis. We just signed George Russell. There's one big hit. So this is Lewis Hamilton's team that, that you know. Then, yeah. end of 22 into 23, Lewis was adamant that the car concept needed to change. He's like, you guys got to trust me. I've even given you an idea. He, I guess he came into a, a, a meeting with a car concept idea that he had come up with or worked with somebody on. And they said, nope, we're going to go this way. And down the order they fell yet again. Okay. So you're, you're, you're starting to get this feel that you're not the it guy anymore at Mercedes. And then you have the opportunity to follow your hero, Ayrton Senna, and go and race at Ferrari. And there's been this pattern of Lewis in previous quotes where he said, I wished I could have had a chance to drive for Ferrari. And now a chance comes knocking on the door and saying, hey, we want you here in red at Marinello, the team that ev I don't care who you are. Every F1 driver wants to drive Ferrari. Like, it's it's like F1, Ferrari. They're synonymous. They're the oldest team, the the, the fandom, the, the, the romance, the following your, you know, it, it, it took uh, Vettel. It, Vettel fell to it. Alonso fell to it. Uh, Raikkonen, Schumacher, Senna, Prost, Louder. Like, you know, like the names, the history, it, you can't, you can't underestimate that. My only question yeah, is, do you really want to go compare yourself to Leclerc? Or the other thing that I've heard is Leclerc to Mercedes, because Leclerc is seeming very fed up at Ferrari. I just saying, I don't think there's ever been more likely of a time for Lewis to be, because what has he got to lose? If they're both underperforming teams, they're both sitting seemingly at the same, you know, performance level, 
And in fact, Ferrari has had a more competitive car in the new regulations than Mercedes has ever had. And you think, okay, I'm Lewis Hamilton. I'm great. I'm going to go there. I'm going to have more say. I'm going to be able to, like, hopefully guide and shape and, and ensure that, that we can get some, bring some of that Mercedes culture that Ferrari desperately needs and say, hey, guys, you mm-hmm. want to actually win this world title with me? Because I really do. I don't want to retire with seven. And this was another point that I heard that somebody on the race made is, if you're going to break Schumacher's record of seven and you're going to be the first driver to ever do eight, what better car to do it in than a Ferrari? Well, that, yeah. Imagine putting that exclamation point on the end of that sentence. Well, that, yeah, just the longevity of this uh, lack of dominance that Ferrari heretofore really would love to, they've always, you know, they've really been in it a great team are they hungry enough i mean what was it 2000 when was the last when did working win the 2007 last world title for ferrari are, are are they hungry enough um i think i think you know they have to <laughs> i that that was that was kind of a silly question yeah yeah they are. they're they're rabidly hungry to uh come back and dominate. I just, they also, they know, so in, like, the other point that they made on the race was that in an era where spending, like, there's that we live in the cost cap era, cars will become more and more similar. And drivers' salaries are excluded from the cost cap. So it's the one area where big teams with big budgets can spend big sums of money to make a difference in the performance of the car. Mm-hmm. And so... Very good point. Excellent point. Um, there is... I mean, and, and let's let's be realistic. Lewis Hamilton is one of the... is the greatest driver of all time, in my opinion. Statistically, you know, he... Yeah. I mean, How could you look, deny that? You can't. And when you, you can't argue much against that. And you, when you look at the, the 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 best shots that Ferraris have had in recent years for a world title, you know, Alonso in the early in the mid two thousands, you know, you had Vettel pretty close in nineteen. You had twenty twenty one Leclerc. Like they had the cars, like they were close, but it was either luck or mistakes that ended up really making the deciding factor in the in the in the bid for a world title lewis doesn't make that many mistakes in thinking back i can i can I, there's very few that really come to mind he's one of the things he's incredibly known for is his, his consistency and his work ethic and so i think if you actually get a good car i mean look at what he did in 2020 you know the way he just never gave up and fought all the way to the end, that made the difference. So many drivers wouldn't be able to do that, you know? And I think they have to see that. So we'd love to know what you guys think. If you want to find a, you know, comment on Instagram or send us a DM. Uh, but I, I, I 
I can't imagine having to make that decision. Um, and I never thought Lewis would ever leave Mercedes, but I think them not listening to him about the car and and yeah. backing George and I just I just don't know who I don't I can't imagine seeing a Leclerc Hamilton driver lineup. And then where would Science go if that's the case too? She can't I mean Science mm-hmm. does not deserve to lose a seat. I don't know. That's true. But also if, if if you're sitting there going, Hey, you can either have Science or Hamilton, as much as I love Science, man, that if you're trying to make a decision based on your team, that's hard not to pick Hamilton every single time. So Yeah. Boy. Interesting. Very interesting. So we gotta give we gotta give a little bit of facts about some Monaco, Dad. This is a race preview show. It's just turned into a race or an F one news show. Um, yeah. But the when was the first Grand Prix held in Monaco? In my, it was nineteen fifty. The inaugural year. One of seven the inaugural year of F one. So uh, Monaco is one of the seven. One of seven of the one remain. One of the remaining from the original seven uh, F one for the the inaugural the inaugural year. Boy, that was real hard. Man, yeah, it was. I think I just got a headache. <laughs> Did I but just have a stroke? <laughs> there were there were seven seven venues in nineteen fifty, and Monaco was one of them. Yeah. Pretty and, sure Silverstone uh, and Spa were also on that. I don't know if Spa was uh, – as soon as I said that, my brain was like, are you sure? Because I think it was later – I think – I know they brought – they put Spa on the calendar in the 50s, and we've been racing at Spa since the 50s. But I don't know if it was originally there. Well, we'll have to check into that sometime, maybe. Uh, Isn't that mind-blowing? Seven races in the inaugural year, and yeah, we have – what are we up to now? Well, it was originally going to be 24 this year, but I think we'll be yeah. down to 22 again. Because um, China, we they had to ch- cancel China, and then we lost Imola as well. So, yeah. Um, who has the – well, we already did that. Do you know who has the second most um, race wins next to I Eric do not. Senna? I do not. There's two people, and they're tied for it. One is an icon, like the this. You should be able to guess this. One of the most iconic F1 drivers of all time has seven world titles to his name. Oh, okay. Yes. Say his name. That would be Michael <laughs> Schumacher. And then Graham Hill <laughs> tied. With Michael Schumacher, Graham Hill, for five, now that's a, five that's wins a, that's each. A, now, that surprises me. <clears throat> yeah. So. Then we have, uh, in four with four, Mr. Alan Prost. Five, MP5 with three, Sterling Moss. Then Sir Jackie Stewart. You can't beat up Sir Jackie Stewart. <laughs> no. Three-time Monaco winner, Jackie Stewart. Then, also tied for three, from fifth... Like, uh, well, I guess, uh, yeah. So everybody with three wins is uh, Sterling Moss, Jackie Stewart, Nico Rosberg, and Lewis Hamilton. Nico did do always do really well at Monaco. Yeah. 
unfortunately, the other resident of the Monte Carlo scene is he, he, he hasn't been as successful in one Charles Leclerc. Oh, man. No. You want, you're bringing up the curse of Leclerc, huh? The curse of Monaco. Well, let me get. Let me for. for the, what's the best he's ever finished at Monaco? You know, I don't know the answer to that. P4. Okay, so here's Leclerc's <laughs> Monaco record. 2017 F2 feature retired. 2017 F2 sprint race, P18. 2018, P18. 2019, retired. 2020, no race. 2021, did not start. 2022 P4. Like, like and I'm, I'm pretty sure... Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, and that's his hometown. He grew up there. So there's a lot of this, like, this, the curse of, of Monaco. Um, and, 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 the, and everybody knows he's the best around it, too. I guess he was, so, th- what, what, what are the likelihood of having a zero incident qualifying session? Because <laughs> we haven't had one at Monaco in the last four years. Where we yeah. actually get to see all timed laps go through. That's what I just want to see. I just want to see who is actually the fastest. And boy, do we have some some heavy hitters this year. Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, Charles Leclerc, Max, Alonzo. It's going to be, I can't well, Perez. Wait. Perez. Perez is a street course wizard. Oh, it street king. Street King. See Street he, King. Let's see if he can okay. get on pole. Get on pole without putting it in the wall to save his time. Yeah. Um. We do have a a seventy one percent safety car probability and a fifty seven percent um virtual safety car, and definitely I think a one hundred percent bad call from Ferrari probably. Uh, likelihood based on past races okay or red bull red bull too have have hung some drivers out to dry on the streets of monte carlo as well Mm. um what's your well what, what what do you like about monaco dad let's try like for somebody who's a new fan who doesn't buy into the the history and heritage card and they just see a real old Real rich, boring processional race. How would you sell Monaco to them? I would. I would say that. I mean, the drama of Monaco is is that rich, wealthy, um, jet-setting kind of style. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just a. It's just. I mean, there's there is one turn, the hairpin, that they actually have to change the steering ratio to make that turn. Yeah. Uh, every year, and uh, without it, they can't make the turn. And and I mean, technically, the uh, going into the tunnel and then out of the tunnel into the sun. Um, I mean, 
that, and then of course you're going down to the chicane where seemingly to me anyway, that's where a lot of the overtakes happen. Yeah. If there's going to, if there's going to be an overtake, I think you have or, that or at the top of the hill. I think those are, or, or into, yeah. or the run, that run down right before turn five into the turn six chicane. Like I, you, we've seen some, some moves right into there. And, and another aspect is, is there any narrower course? I think that would be my big, that would be the way I would sell it. Sell it to it you guys, would, is, you this, know, running down that street. Where it seems like, I mean, you are just in this like, like you've got a foot on either side of you, and you're going this incredible speed. It's it's exhilarating and scary. I mean, you think and, of the narrow, sketchy sections of all the other streets street courses. There's like sections that are like that. You know, we think of yeah the old town turns in Baku, like all the stuff. To, oh to, yeah, oh the yeah. The entire circuit of Monaco is that narrow. The entire track, and the other the the thing that I was going to say is this is because of its history is the only reason that it's still on the grid. And some people will be like, "I know because it's boring, get rid of it." But I'm like, "No, if you wanted to have something like this, there's no way the FIA would sign off on a on a circuit like this. In in like if you wanted to add a new street circuit, like it's so it's just crazy that it that it ever happened." And I also say it's kind of one of those those equalizer tracks. Like there is there is a very little that Red Bull's fast straight advantage is going to help them at this tight and twisty and short of a circuit. And yeah. it also is one of the best visual representations of the skill of these drivers and the and the outright ludicrous speeds of these cars because the speed just seems to be on so much more of a display and then you and then you like think about how some of the the drivers talk about it it's all about how brave you are like yeah, like mm. you know like the the difference between a great lap time is how how precise you can be but how brave you can be I mean, look at Schumacher. Look at what happened to Schumacher last year. You know, that was a gnarly crash, man. And, you know, Ayrton always talked about like, and, and I've heard Leclerc talk about it too, that you have to almost stop driving. You have to stop thinking. You don't have time to actually think the the turns. You have to just be them and do them and become one with the circuit and get into this rhythm. And it's, I just, it, it's, 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 um, it's so visceral, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's so on display. And yes, I will say that with, with the new cars and how big the cars have gotten, that overtaking is, is virtually impossible. Our little fact sheet here says that there were 21 overtakes last year at monaco but that has to be counting pit pit overtakes um well that's part of the strategy of the race too so but i uh, say yeah. watch qualifying because it's the most exciting qualifying session of the entire year and you you will see the the 
the best display of a driving ability I think that that is it exists in in our time is as an F1 car an F1 driver driving that F1 car around the streets of Monaco. I think it is it's it's a sight to behold. The race, yeah, it can be pretty processional and pretty boring sometimes, but um watch it with your friends, make a drinking game out of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, up oh, no it, overtakes it, on this lap. Take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That that could yeah, that could spell disaster. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah. So, well, hey. on that, our passionate plea and note that I think is a very good place to end. Uh, yeah. Thanks for checking out this very long race preview episode, uh, making it all the way to the end. If you did, we'll be back shortly with our race recap um, slash qualifying recap of the Monaco Grand mm-hmm. Prix. Uh, See you then, folks. Adios. Dad, we uh, totally forgot to do our race predictions. So, Well, that's not good. No buenes, as Rachie would say. Um, <laughs> so I think I went first on the previous race predictions, and so I think it's your turn to go first. Okay. I want to wait. No, let's I... qualify. I want... I want pole position, and then I want the uh, podium of the race. So who do you think is going to okay. be on pole, and then who do you think is going to win and be on the podium? Okay, I think Leclerc will qualify P1. And Perez P2. And I'm going out on a limb, kind of assuming that the Mercedes upgrade will pl- will pay off in Lewis Hamilton P3. Then my podium will be Perez that will take Leclerc out of the tunnel at the chicane. Oh, my gosh. And Leclerc, too. And I think if I'm going with that hunch about Mercedes, I'll say Hamilton P3. No love for Alonzo. No love. Well, you know, I just got a hunch. Okay. I got a feeling. I feel it down deep inside. Okay. I, you t- I feel like, I feel like. I'm copying you, but I do think Leclerc is going to be pole, and I think he's going to win. I think it's going to be processional. He will if he gets it. He will never let it go. But Ferrari will try. They'll try. That's I think Alonso is going to come in P two, and I think Max is going to is going to be on the podium. There you have it, folks. So we'll see who's more right and who is more wrong in our. Um, race recap episode for the Monaco Grand Prix. Hope to see you all there. Bingo, baby. <laughs>